by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. If you would, put up there Matthew 5 and verse 43. And before we do, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanksgiving for the believer never ends. It's not on a certain day. It's always. Always. If you're born again, you have something to be thankful about. He's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Before we get started, I just want to say, there's gifts that you remember uh, the most. And I got two gifts that I want to mention this morning that I remember the most. Number one, you see this Bible right here? Pastor Guy gave this to me. I believe it'll be three years this Christmas. It may be more, but I think it's three years. He gave it to me. And he gave me, I think it was in a bag, but anyways, it was heavy. And I said, Pastor Guy, this feels like gold, you know. It was all wrapped up. I couldn't tell what it was. And he said, oh, no, no, it's much better than gold. He was only telling the truth. Because once you take this and you put it into your heart, and the enemy can't steal it out of your heart, it's much, much. There's no comparison between this and gold. Matter of fact, for the first year, I wouldn't even bring it out of my house because it was a special gift. So I left it at home to study, and I tore up all my other Bibles. And for a year, I wouldn't leave the house with it. I just left it there. I studied in the morning, studying at night. But now I'm, I'm starting to, you know, bring it out some. And the second gift is this watch right here I got for my son for this Father's Day. So I remember these two gifts the most because they was out of love. So we're going to be looking at love this morning, and we're going to be looking at the perfect way. There's one way that's perfect and only one. So let's go to Matthew, the fifth chapter, and the 43rd verse. It says this. You have heard that it's been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despisefully use you and persecute you. That you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. And he sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans or the world or the sinners do the same? If you salute your brother only, what do you more than others? Do not even the world, the publicans, and the sinners do the same? Verse 48. We're going to start off with this word perfect, and we're going to close it with this word. Be ye therefore perfect. Now, you've got to understand something. God would never tell you to be anything or do anything that you couldn't do. So he's, he's showing you there is a perfect way. And I'm going to give that way to you this morning. I'm going to go as slow as I need to go. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven 
is perfect. Now that word perfect in the Greek, and each time I use this word, it's going to mean the same thing. Complete growth, mental and moral character, completeness, a full age. So he said, be therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now he's talking to his children. He's talking to the body of Christ. He's talking to his children. He said, be perfect. So let's go to Matthew, the 22nd chapter, and the 36th verse. Matthew 22 and verse 36. It says, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law, and all the prophets. On these two commandments, the commandment of love, the perfect way, to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, if you would, Amy, go to John, the Gospel of John, the 13th chapter and the 34th verse. John 13 and 34. In John 13 and 34, at the top of my Bible, it says to love one another. And in John 13 and 34, it says, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, what is this? By this love, that you have one for another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples because you have love one for another. Now go to Romans, the 13th chapter and the 8th verse. Romans 13 and 8. We're still talking about the perfect way. And that's what we're going to talk to about this whole morning. What time I have is the perfect way. Remember, he said, be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now, the world cannot do this because the love of God is not shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Only the born-again believer can do this. So he's given us a perfect way. So let's continue to look and see what it is. Romans, the 13th chapter and the 8th verse. It says this. It says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. He that loveth another has fulfilled the law. In other words, he that loveth another has fulfilled all the requirements of the law. This is the perfect way. In verse 9, it says, For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet, and if there be any other commandment, any, it's briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 10, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. In other words, if you walk in love, you're saying, Brother Tom, you don't have to keep the Ten Commandments? No, sir, you sure don't. 
If you walk in love, you won't break any commandment that was ever given to curb sin. If I walk in love, I won't lie about you. If I walk in love, I won't go out here gossiping about you and wrap my tongue around your neck and choke you if I love you. See, if I love you, I ain't going to steal nothing from you. I ain't going to come over to your house and steal nothing from you. If I love you, I'm not going to do any wrong because that's the perfect way. I'll cover all the law in this word to love the Lord God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love you as the neighbor as myself. If I walk in love, I'll control my tongue. I'll control my body if I walk in love. We're going to see how the Apostle Paul did this. Because when the Apostle, Paul, the Apostle Paul got saved when he was Saul in the book of Acts. But from then on, every book all the way up to Hebrews was written by the Apostle Paul. And 74 times he's talking to the church about walking in love. He's the one who wrote this, oh, no man anything but to love one another. We don't know that he wrote Hebrews. Nobody knows who wrote Hebrews. But we do know that even without writing Hebrews, he still wrote half of the New Testament. After he got born again, he started ministering to the church about the perfect way to follow God. If anybody knew how to walk under the law blameless, it was the Apostle Paul. Most educated of his time, had, uh, uh, had highly educated, but he didn't know God. He didn't know that perfect way, but he found out what it is, and he wrote a lot on it. So it says, love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. And that knowing that the time that now is high time to awake out of our sleep. Now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day it is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. What is the armor of light? Walking in love. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting, drunkenness, not in chamberness and wantingness, not in strife and envy. You know, he says over there in Corinthians, he says, you know where there's envy and strife and jealousy among you? Are you not yet carnal and walk as mere men? It says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. I'm going to read that again, verse 14. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Now go... If you would, Emmy, put up there 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, in the first verse. 1 Corinthians 13 and 1. Still going right on down through there, talking about love all the way. 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, have not love, I am become a sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. In other words, I'm just talking, just making a bunch of noise. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. Now I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profited me absolutely nothing. Verse 4, love suffered long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, and thinketh no evil. Rejoice it not in iniquity, but rejoice it in the truth. Truth, you're going to see in the word this morning, is always walking in love. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never faileth. But whether it be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether it be tongues, they shall cease. Whether it be knowledge, 
it shall vanish away. Now, before we go any farther down through there, I want you to put that up, M.E., 4 through 8, or 4 through 7 in the New Living, and then we'll come back to the King James. Put it up 4 through 7 in the New Living, and since I don't have it written down right here, I'll turn around and look at it. 13 and 4 says, Love is patient and is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. Verse 5. It's not rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wrong. Now let me just stop right here before we go to the next verse. Do you know that you can't offend love? It's impossible for you to be offended if you're walking in love. Nothing can offend you. You say, but they're talking about me. So what? What difference does it make? They talked about him all the time. He didn't let it stop him or let it bother him. Next verse. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Verse 7. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, endures through every circumstance. Now I want you to back it back up. Stay in the new living. Back it up to verse 4 again. Back it up to verse 4 again. It says, love is patient and love is kind. It is not jealous, boastful, or proud. Just stay there for a minute. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous, boastful, or prideful. It's talking the difference between walking in the old man and walking in the new man. Walking after the new man. Now, we're going to come back to this, but before we do, I'm going to take a little, little side trip. And I want you to put up there, M.E., 1 Corinthians 9 and 26. 1 Corinthians 9 and 26. Just back up a little bit, and then we'll move forward. 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 26. It says this. It says, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly. It says, I, so I fight. If you're going to walk in this kind of love, you're going to fight. You're going to fight the good fight of faith. It says, not as one that beateth the air. He said, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Least by any means, when I preach to others, I myself also shall be a castaway. Now, in verse 27, this is the great Apostle Paul. He wrote at least half of the New Testament. And he says this. He says, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. So what is, what is he talking about? He keeps under his body. The great Apostle Paul. He was having trouble with his body, with his flesh, with the old man. Just like you do and just like I do. But he said this. He said, uh-uh. I keep under my body and I bring it into subjection to my spirit. Truth be known, I'll just tell you how it is. There's a beast that lives on the inside of every one of us. But he said, don't let that beast out. You have to tame that beast. You have to keep that beast under. And the only way you're going to keep that beast under and you're going to walk in the love of God is you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to meditate upon the Word of God. You're going to have to get the love of God down in your heart and keep under that beast. 
Because let me tell you something about that beast. That beast, he's rude. He's nasty. Got a long tongue. Is selfish. Is prideful. Wants to cuss all the time. But Paul said, I keep under my body. And I bring them into subjection to my spirit. How was the Apostle Paul able to walk in, in love and keep himself in the love of God? Because he kept under that beast. He kept under that old man. And he brought it into subjection to his spirit. In other words, he was ruled by his spirit and not by that old man. Let me tell you something. If you're born again and the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost, there's no such thing as you can't. It may be you won't, but you can't say that you can't. And we're talking about the perfect way. We're talking about the perfect way. The Apostle Paul said, I keep under my body. I bring it into subjection to my spirit. Now go back to 1 Corinthians 13 in the New Living, fourth verse, before we move on. I want to say that before, I want to say something before I go any further. The only way I have found out and the only way I know to master the old man, the only way, the beast, the sinful nature, is to keep myself in the commandment of love. And you may say, how do you do this? You keep yourself in prayer. You put the word of God in your heart. The scriptures about love in your heart. And you let them grow and you do them. You walk in the spirit, not the old man. I want to say something. Every preacher on the face of the earth faces the same problems you face every day. Every preacher on the face of the earth, he faces the same problem. The Apostle Paul faced it, but he said, I keep under my body. See, I bring it into subjection to my spirit. He says, I rule my flesh. My flesh don't rule me. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians, the New Living Translation 13.4. We'll read it again. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud, verse 5. It says, or rude, it does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wrong. Love takes no account of any wrong done to it, verse 7. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Now you can go back in me and you can put it into King James in verse 8. And we'll pick up from there and go. 13 and 8. It says, Love never faileth, but whether it be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether it be tongues, they shall cease. Whether it be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. It says, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I all know, even as also I am known. Verse 13. Now abideth faith, hope, and love. These three, the greatest of these is love. Remember, owe no man anything. But to love one another, he that loveth another has fulfilled all the requirements of the law. And now, it says, abide his faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Now is always. It's always. I'm up here speaking to you right now. 
In two minutes from now, it's going to be now. In five minutes from now, it's going to be now. At 12 o'clock, it's going to be now. So it's always now. So faith, hope, and love is always now, but the greatest is love. Why? The greatest is the commandment. And if you get out of love, your faith will start failing. Your hope will grow dim. And that's why it's so important to keep under your body and bring it into subjection to your spirit to walk and keep yourself in the love of God. Once again, we're talking about the perfect way. So let's go to Ephesians, the third chapter and the 14th verse in the King James. Ephesians, the third chapter, 14th verse. It says, And for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you be rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what's the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. That you be rooted and grounded in love. Once you're rooted and grounded in love, nothing's going to move you. Nothing moved. Apostle Paul said, none of these things move me. Neither count my life dear unto myself. He was rooted and grounded in love. He's the one who wrote this. He's the one who recorded this. While we're in Ephesians, just go to the fourth chapter. And I believe the first and second verse. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness, with meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Forbearing one another in love. Stay in Ephesians, stay in the fourth chapter, go to the 22nd verse. 22nd verse. In the 22nd verse of the 4th chapter of Ephesians says this, that you put up, putting off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt, according to deceitful lust. He said that you put off the old man because that old man is nasty. We talked about earlier about how that old man, he's rude, he's nasty, it says, put off the old man concerning which is corrupt according to seafood and lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. You see, the new man, all the new man, your spirit, you, you, if you're born again, your spirit's been made alive unto God in the image of God, likeness of God. And all your spirit wants to do is obey God. When it sees anything in the Word of God, all your spirit wants to do is obey the Word of God. Your spirit fears and reverences the Word of God. Your spirit only wants to walk in love. That's all your spirit wants to do is obey God. But the old man, totally opposite. Don't want to obey any of the Word of God. Don't want to do any of the Word of God. Don't want to walk in love. That's the old man. But Paul said, I keep him under. I tame him. I keep him under. I keep him in subjection to my spirit. 
that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Verse 25. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sin go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Don't give place to the devil. Don't give place to that old man because if you give him an inch, hey, he'll take many miles. Just give him, just, just submit to him. Just give him, give him a little bit. Just start talking about somebody and see how that tongue, it'll just keep on rolling like a ball of fire. But if you keep that tongue in subjection to love, ah, that tongue, be slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to wrath. Let him that stole, don't steal no more. But rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby we're sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath, the wrath of man don't work the righteousness of God. You look at some people wrong and they get mad. It's to let all bitterness and wrath and anger. This is all the old man, see? And clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice or malice. Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, had forgiven you. 5 and 1, chapter 5, verse 1. It says, be ye therefore followers of God and dear, as dear children. You know, when he started off in um, Matthew 5 and 43, 48, it says here, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. And when we started off, the way we follow God in the perfect walk is to walk in love. In verse 2, it says, and walk in love as Christ has also loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. Now, while we're in Ephesians, and we're in the fifth chapter, go to the 21st verse, 5 and 21. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own body. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. I'll go down to verse 33. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. We're still talking about the perfect way, the only way. Now, if you would, Emmy, if you put up there Colossians, the third chapter, the eighth verse, Colossians 3 and 8. 
It says this. We're in the King James, and I'll probably go to the New Living for a little bit. It says in the King James 3 and verse 8, it says, But now you, you also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing if you, you have put off the old man, the beast, with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Now, while we're right there in 3, verses 8 through 10, Emmy, if you put up there, put up there new living in 8 through 10. The same thing. It says, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malice, behavior, slander, and dirty language. Next verse. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Verse 10. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Now back up to verse 8 again in the same new living. But now it's time to get rid of anger, the old man, and rage, malicious behavior, slander, dirty language. Verse 9. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Verse 10. Put on your new nature. And be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Now go back to the King James M.E. and put up there um, verse 12 in the King James. 3 and 12. It says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies. Kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Verse 14. And above all, we're coming right back to where we started off, with the word perfect. Matter of fact, we read some other words on perfect that was in um, Colossians and both in Ephesians. But it says, above all these things, put on charity, which is love, which is the bond of perfectness. We started off talking about fact, being perfect. And now here Paul is still talking about, put off all these things, Put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. That, that word perfectness means the same thing that we started off with. Complete growth, mental moral, and moral character, completeness of full age. And it says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you also are called in one body, and be ye thankful. We're right back to Thanksgiving, ain't we? And be ye thankful. 
Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. And here we are again, verse 18. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as is his fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Put up there, Emmy, Galatians, the fifth chapter and the 13th verse. Galatians 5 and verse 13. Galatians 5 and 13, it says, For brethren, you have been called into, unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, the old man, the beast. It says, But by love serve one another. Verse 14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. This I say then, and this I say then to you. You walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusted against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. The new man versus the old man. The question is, who's going to win? Who's going to rule in your life? The new man, which is created after the image of God and likeness of God, the new man that only wants to obey God and walk in love, or the old man that's touchy and rude. It says, For the flesh lusted against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you're led of the spirit, you're not under the law. If you walk in love, you've been redeemed from the curse of the law. For the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, vengeance, humiliations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murder, drunkenness, revilings, and such like, which I tell you before as I've told you in times past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But... Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. You know, if you're born again, every one of these fruits that we're fixing to talk about is in your spirit. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the afflictions and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk 
in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory for provoking one another and envying one another. So what he's showing us this morning is he's given us the perfect way to walk before God. And the perfect way to walk is to walk in the only commandment that there is in the New Testament. And that's the commandment of love. To bring my body into subjection to my spirit. To not let that old man dominate me and rule me and tell me what to do. But I keep him under. I keep him chained. If you had a mad dog, you wouldn't let him run loose. You put that rascal in the backyard. You make sure you had a 10-foot fence and you'd have him chained. And that's the way you have to do with that old man. You've got to keep him chained. You can't let him out. The Apostle Paul says, I keep under my body. I bring him into subjection to my spirit. Everybody in here that's born again, you have the grace of God in your life that empowers you. The grace of God empowers you to obey the word of God and to do the word of God. But James says, don't just be hearers only. See, he said, but be doers only. You see, I could be a theologian. I could have a Ph.D. I could travel all around this world and be a great speaker. But you know something? Because of that don't mean that I keep myself in the love of God. Because of that don't mean that person, whoever he may be, he deals with the same thing everybody deals with on the face of the earth. That education is not going to cause them to be able to put that old man under and keep him under. See, you're the one. I don't care how educated you was. Before the apostle Paul was converted, he was one of the most educated people of his time. He knew the law backwards and forwards, kept it blameless. But then he learned. He learned after he was born again how nasty that old man was. And he says, I keep him under. And you know something? You're going to have to keep him under also. And we're all in a different place in life. Everybody is. But you know something? God's grace meets you wherever you're at and helps you grow and helps you, you come up. The only way you're ever going to grow spiritually is grow in love. <laughs> if you're not growing in love, you're not growing spiritually. You'll get knowledge. See, knowledge puffs up, but love, love edifies. Knowledge is not going to keep that old man under. You walk in love, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh but you'll keep him under. You do it by praying. You do it by studying the word. You do it by hearing the word, and then it gets down into your heart. You know something? This right here is not going to do you any good whatsoever. You can read it all day long and all night long. It ain't going to do you any good whatsoever until you become a doer of it, until you take this right here that's on these pages, you get it down into your heart, and you don't let the enemy take it from you. Because he's always trying to come to get it. He fears this right here, big time. He knows if the believer gets this down in his heart and keeps it there, there's nothing he can do. I say this, love is the perfect way. 
This kind of love that I'm talking about will not sin or tell a lie. This kind of love always obeys God. This kind of love is always humble. You know, we all face decisions in life, and sometimes we, we face hard decisions, real hard decisions. Everybody does. But if you keep yourself in the love of God, the love of God will cause you to make the right decision. I'm not saying the love like this world. This world, that's a selfish love. The love of this world is nothing selfish. It's all about the person, about what they can get, how they feel. This love is the love of God. And this love of God, this, this kind of love will make hard decisions to the world where they, the decisions you make don't look like they're right, see, because they don't understand this love. But this kind of love is what will keep you in the presence of God. This kind of love is what will keep you and make you where you're an overcomer in every circumstance, in every situation. Why? When God looks at you, he sees you perfect because you're keeping his perfect way. You're walking perfectly. I have a whole, um, I never have ministered on it. I don't even know if I'll ever get to it. But I, I had a message on walking blameless before God and walking perfect, but I'm not going to be able to get to any of that this morning. But God, when you walk in his ways and you walk in his perfect ways, he sees you blameless, holy, and righteous in his presence. And there's only one way to do it as a New Testament believer. And that's keep yourself in the love of God. Don't let that beast out. Don't let that old man out. You keep him under. You keep him tame. You let him out. Ain't no telling what that rascal will do. You keep him under. Guess what? Yeah, he ain't. He is, ain't he, Pastor? He's tricky, ain't he? He'll tell you when it's all okay and when it ain't. I'll tell you something here. You want to work, walk in power? You walk in love. I hear you, Brother Tom. I hear you. You know, I'm speaking this morning, but the Holy Spirit's ministering. And as the Holy Spirit's ministering, there's people, man, they're just grabbing a hold of this and the seed, the Word of God. It says the sower sows the Word. It depends where that seed falls. Because it says the enemy comes immediately to try to steal that seed out of your heart. But he can if you won't let him. The only way he can steal that seed out of your heart is you just say, well, you know, I just, you know, whatever. You need to put on your armor. You need to fight the good fight of faith. And you need to tell the devil, devil, you got no place in my life. And keep yourself in the love of God. listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Well,